All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 65,000. Bag Milk here. Liam, Tyler, Rick, Dan. We got Gavin sitting in the corner watching quietly. Mm-hmm. I respect it. As we do every week, we start off with a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. Location number 18 opened down in Calgary on December 2nd. That means you have had two weeks of deliciousness. Ryan Pike from Flames Nation sent me a message on Twitter saying, I don't know what I waited so long. I was like, I know, Ryan, we've been telling you for years. What do you guys smile on your face over there for? I'm just ready to go. Just keep staring He's at me smile. Yep. Yeah, well, I'm also staring at you too, Liam, on the side of my eye, because you brought props into the studio today. We're going to get to that a That's bit. That's intense. Uh, also, for our friends at DoorDash, if you're looking for some Moodle Noodle, don't feel like cooking. I don't blame you. It's Friday. You worked enough for the week. Ding dong, as Liam would say, DoorDash is there to help. Tyler, what do you got for a delicious debate for us this week? When corn is grown, it's on the cob. Yet when we eat corn on the cob, we, we go out of our way to call it corn on the cob. But shouldn't that just be called corn and anything else is corn off the cob? I'm so glad Tyler's asking this question today. <laughs> well, there's a is. great delicious debate. Can corn is niblets? Yeah, but we just call it corn as a society. Okay, here's an extra question. What do you call the little corns that you find in those oh, uh, baby stir fry? Corn. Baby, corns. baby corns. But are they not baby corns on the cob? Probably, arguably, uh, yes. Corn. Baby uh, cobs. I just feel like we all got to get on the same page here and have it make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Best delicious it's, debate we've ever had. The world's mm. not about the blacks and the whites. Everything's gray. Yeah. Not going to find shades one. of gray in there. You're not going to find that stuff. Mm hmm. So with that being said, mm. everything is a shade of gray. It was is. it offside? That is the real oh. delicious debate. <laughs> it was you stinker. <laughs> you knew or you knew I was going to bring it back to hockey somehow. We didn't think this was going to be all about corn. <laughs> I like corn. 
the oh, band specifically. It. Oh, we oh, got it. Too. Okay, here we go. We got we go. Can you call Tyler's going to show corn? us the replay this as we're is... talking about it. Rick, you've already got takes. So. First off, <laughs> putting the highlight up on the TV in the studio makes no sense because half the podcast isn't facing the TV and it's a podcast, so no one can see. And it. when I am facing, this is like twice backwards or something like that. Yeah, but you can watch this. It's yeah. like going to I a game at Rogers. You can yes. watch it on the screen. Yep. On the screen. Should I describe it to the viewers? Yes, yes. yes I would like that. Play by Please. play. Connor McDavid has the puck. Yep. Ryan O'Reilly is there. And I think that's Neon Leon. Yeah, slightly over, moving into center of the ice. And now that it's off the screen, <laughs> restart uh, the play. Here we go. Play. Scrub. Liam David has the puck. Possession, possession. Paused. <laughs> <laughs> possession, possession. Still has possession. Connor has entered the zone. Possession lost. Offside. How does he lose possession? So that's my big beef with this is that's a move to the outside where he is in control yeah. of where that puck is more or less going the whole play. Is he not? Yes. Ryan O'Reilly has not touched that puck either. Nor the does he touch, nor does even fucking touch his stick. Uh, I would like say he's, he's, already, he's already in the, he he's the already in the, in the zone. The puck's in yeah. the zone. He's in the zone before that any contact is made with Connor, the puck or his stick. That is Correct. full control entering the zone as it was with Makar, as it was with the Who's Washington thing the other night. Yeah. I would argue, and I put it out on my Twitter, that he lost more possession of the puck in the shootout. He doesn't and they lose still possession him, of the puck. They still let him shoot the Just puck. Just because so. the puck's not on your stick does not mean you don't have possession of it. <laughs> so If you're playing soccer and the ball is not on your foot, can you still have possession of it? Yes, you're running down the field, but you can't hold it on your fucking foot and run at the same time. You're kicking it ahead of yourself. You still have possession of the, of the ball. He still has possession of the puck. That's not offside. And for me, the thing that really irked me in all this, because again, and we talked about this on Oilers Nation every day, I have no problem admitting when a call go doesn't go the Oilers way sometimes it's the right call sometimes it goes their way and it's the wrong call Blake Coleman against Calgary thought it was a kick no still think it's a kick kicked but this is ridiculous because they had to buzz down and review it and it's not like like they're supposed to confirm the call if you're going to overturn something it has to be like definitive like yes 100% this needs to be overturned no, and you can't not. say that with this so how can you overturn it it's ridiculous. Because it was well, a goal. And what they're doing there too, Tyler, and to your point, is they're removing the linesman's opinion from the game. The guy that, that was yeah. on the line made that call, and you've just removed him completely and said that the video replay is actually the smarter one. So this is what Reed Wilkins tweeted, our good friend, from the NHL rulebook. A player controlling the puck who shall cross the line ahead of the puck shall not be considered offside. Provided he had possession and control of the puck prior to the skates crossing, which he does, the leading edge of the blue line, which he does. So, which I'm he just does. Watching here, yeah. So technically, <laughs> he still has what possession. they're saying is he didn't. So I think there's a lot. Uh, I think this one's quite different to the McCall one, in oh. a way that. It, it's totally different than it's the McCall. Skate in different directions, but, but the puck on the stick is the but same thing. McCall's feet weren't in the zone before the puck was in the zone. And that was McCarr waiting for a guy to tag up. This is McDavid coming in with possession on his own, no one else factoring into the play. But it's but it's not different in that we're still questioning what possession is and isn't. And that's the problem Fair. there. Yeah. And that's and so for me, in that play, McCarr apparently is able to give up possession mentality wise, but McDavid isn't allowed to keep possession mentality wise. There's no, we just, we went through the video. Liam spoke us through it. There was no contact from Ryan O'Reilly. He didn't lose the puck. How did he lose possession? It's confusing. 
He does, he does not lose, lose possession. Not so only that's that, where like, the McCarthy thing comes. We're not talking about Devin Shore here. No, this is Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. Exactly was doing with that goddamn puck. He had puck. possession of the puck. I, and they took a goal off the board. Mm-hmm. I will say though, like you can't do the McDavid thing. Like when you do these reviews, you have to watch it. Like it's no, I get that. Yeah. But like, but don't you consider the puck if Connor comes in the, with the puck like that and Shore did it like that? Wouldn't you say you know there's a better, get a better chance that Shore lost the puck as opposed to Connor doing exactly what he meant to do? I mean, we can sit here and say that, but the NHL can't like have in the rule book. Like if a good player is carrying it over the versus well, I mean, like their rules don't matter generally. I, anyway. that's a good they're, they're interpreting the rules here and they continue to interpret them in different ways, depending on the play. And so why the not? The thing that the gets player? me is they called from fucking Toronto for this one. Like this wasn't challenged by the fucking bench. This was the league. Going, I don't oh, even think on, the blues would have challenged it. They wouldn't have. Cause it was a good play. No, you wouldn't have. Cause you can't challenge an overtime. But. Oh yeah. Should they, should they be? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's why they didn't. Well, it makes sense that when you heard should Jack they? and Louie like ranting about, well, they're not going to get a penalty, so they might as well do it anyway. Does that make sense, yeah. right? That they don't want to just throw it away. Sorry, go ahead, Liam. I don't know. Yes, I feel like my, my idea of offside is if the puck enters a zone before someone's feet, then it should be offside. I feel like that just should be the rule. But, but as we sit here and debate the rule, that is not the rule, and that's why it's so complicated to understand what is happening. Rick Nash used to skate. And enter the zone backwards. going full out backwards. Yep. So his feet went in before the puck. His puck wasn't always mm-hmm. on touching his stick at the same time. It was a because he had possession. It was onside. I this just, is almost the same thing. And there was the I, Washington, yeah. when was that Washington goal from? Oh, I don't even remember. Well, like it's a very similar play. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that was a goal. So here's the thing. This is my thing for the, I said it before the podcast. I said it this morning. The league will not compare plays to plays. And that's an issue. Until totally. they start, until they start doing what the fans are doing, which is comparing these plays side by side and say why they're different, mm-hmm. we are going to continue to spin our tires and be mad at the referees and the league for these kinds of well, decisions. Technically, we don't know how they went and about this. But, I kind of wish they went back to the Brendan Shanahan videos, and yeah. I would like someone to explain to me why. And in that explanation, they do that once use in a that while. As, use the other plays as obvious. That's what we're looking at. A yeah. big problem here for me is that if this exact situation happened, like take the Oilers out of it, take McDavid out of it, the exact same goal happens three different games on the same night. You're probably going to get different calls in all of them. Mm-hmm. And it the, just, it doesn't make sense to me. Was that not the reason that we have a Colin Campbell or we have a George Peros is this person is supposed to come out and explain the interpretations of the rules for well, their players safety. Yeah. Those right? aren't the right guys, but there but are, I get there what you're are saying. Guys, there there are there's someone in, in place. There there's got to be in the someone role. <laughs> that's making that final interpretation. That's what judgment is for, right? Yeah. Like you have to have somebody that makes that decision. But this, this whole league likes to avoid accountability. Yep. Are and we then, just but, being biased here? That's another no. question. Like if this game, if we're watching no, the Flames and Canucks. Then you, think, you go off precedent. I think to go and say we're not biases, I think the Coleman goal was a goal that he kicked in last year. I think that should have been a goal. And I still but do you think, think, what, I think. What do you think this call was? You think this was the right call I, last night? I don't it's, know. I don't. There's. I mean, the correct answer is, I guess, no, it wasn't because it wasn't called a goal. So that's the correct answer. But the, the rule is you can interpret it however you want. And that's the wrong part about the rule. It should be black and white. The rule book should yes. be ex- extremely obvious what it is. Yeah. Especially we all know after going through this last year in the playoffs with Makar. They need to yes. come on and go, oh shit, but, that's a weird spot. Let's clarify this going forward so it doesn't happen. But again. that's the thing that irks me as well, along with the fact that they overturned this call, is 
Every time Bettman's asked about officiating or any process with the league, yeah. it's, oh, you got, the media's just making up problems. No <laughs> yeah, one actually cares about this stuff. Game the, starts on time. The board ads are great. In fact, people I talk to say it makes hockey more fun. Like, I it's love just the board ads. See, and I'm, I'm not getting involved in that argument. Like, I barely even know <laughs> the board ads, right? But the so, point is, when Bettman's pushed no, on anything. Yeah, but, you, but there's no way he can come out and say it that way. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. forget the boards. I'm watching the game. I don't even notice it half the time, more than half the time. But you can't come out and put out his answer. That was ridiculous. But again, so you ask him when they asked him about officiating last year in the cup final. And he was like, our officiating is the best it's ever been. I, I, I love everything that's going on. So I get that he can't come out and be like the officiating, but like come out and be like, hey, we're always looking for ways to improve. And Frank talked about this on the show. He says he goes to the board of governors meeting and it's a bunch of guys in suits walking around, patting each other on the back, being like, you're great. You're great. No, the you're same great. Age, it's, the, it's the era. Those guys grew up in an era when you were running your company. You did not admit any type of failures or faults or anything. Everything always right, always right, yeah. always right. They need to get over that mentality because that's not where we are anymore in 2022. <laughs> but that's but that's also like, Tyler, you're you're absolutely right. But it's a it's a reporter asking a, a commissioner a very general question about how are your officials doing? If, if that reporter then drills in and says, okay, here's a play, Mr. Bettman, here's the iPad. You go ahead and tell me how this call was made. <laughs> he doesn't, that's a different, I know. And he doesn't go there, that. but that's the thing is that this league continues to just ignore that. That's the, that's the answer to all of this. If you could just answer a question for some media people, it would be a very different story from the fans altogether. And that's the issue for me is that they keep putting it back on the referees to figure this shit out. And the referees are only getting vilified more and more by the fans. Um, just watching this goal again. Can we take a moment to appreciate what the hell was Ryan O'Reilly doing? Just keep an eye on O'Reilly only during the goal. It's hilarious. So I'm actually getting annoyed the more this plays on loop because it's just, I don't see any situation (laughs) why this should be pulled off. (laughs) He like broke the other way for a split second when Dries was he going was he going looking for the third the third uh third forward coming in, not realizing he was the second defender here. It yeah. almost makes it look like he, like he assumes there's another defense yeah. and Oh shit. I'm the, Oh, it's like, you know, it what, is weird, yeah. we're talking about a Selkie winner here. Yeah. Like, my guy well, knows how to play defense. So what it proves is that guys can make mistakes. So is that a tie into our next point? <laughs> I guess it kind of, it, it works that way. It was a good, delicious debate where we all agreed. <laughs> Liam almost didn't agree. No, yeah, we, we turned him. We peer pressured him into agreeing. I just don't know what the rule is to agree on. That's disagree. the bigger problem. And that's that's the issue. It's yeah. The goal on the call on the ice was offside. So that's is there the anything debate, in the, it? it was offside? Is like, there a part in the rule book that discusses when when you when you don't have a possession? Like I know we read I the rule, but is there another part in there that says this? I'm is what sure possession there's is? like section C, paragraph twelve, yeah, something, something like that, right? Different book. The NFL went through a similar thing with the catch rule, right? Yeah. Well, like if it was a catch, carrying it catch, through the sidelines and stuff. That out, I think. Right? Well, yeah, well, you, yeah, you yeah. try and you try and massage it as much it's as possible just, as, it, as new things like come you up. said. Batman just has to admit there's it's flaws. And that's fine. It's not. We're human beings. Thing. Everyone makes mistakes. I mean, and <laughs> everyone makes true. mistakes. Everybody has those days. Hey, Quote Miley Cyrus. Mm. And that brings right. us no. <laughs> to the end. And that brings us back to the corn thing from earlier. <laughs> I like corn. Oh uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a blanket corn guy. All of it. Including yeah, cream, cream of corn. No problem. I'll eat cream corn. Sure. Oh yeah. Grew yeah. Up cream of corn stuff. is a, is a young Dan thing that I don't think I could continue. I'll put anymore. like, this is a weird thing, but this is cause I grew up this way. My dad used to make it when we were a little bit broke growing up. Just a piece, like a piece of toast, cream corn on it with some cheese melted on top. Mm. 
Oh, we always had like a little much. we always had like cream of corn and then there was rice. Rice, <laughs> did you there not hear the corn and cheese is too much for you, uh, Tyler? Did you not hear the whole disclaimer right before that? Yo, we didn't, we didn't have anything else. Hey, corn and cheese <laughs> <laughs> was that a little much or not enough? Corn and cheese, corn and cheese go well together, yeah, it's very very well. Yeah. What yes. doesn't cheese go well with corn? Chocolate. No, it does, man. There's a Korean dish out there. Oh, you get the corn, you get the okay, melted cheese. Oh, dude, it's, <laughs> it's prime. Oh, uh, Liam, the only answer that you really need right now is from our friends at Tourism Jasper. Mm. You know, if you go to jasper.travel, you look at their current <laughs> deals page, you will see that half price lift tickets at Marmot Basin are available. The best deal in Canadian Rockies is back for the 2022-2023 ski season. Save 50% off regular adult, senior, student, and youth lift tickets every day, all season with, Liam, no blackout dates. <gasps> up to 50% off lift tickets at partner <laughs> ski areas and up to 30% off on accommodation in Jasper. Go to jasper.travel to get a little bit more details on what they've got going on. I love Jasper. By all accounts, Marmot is in great shape right now. You know about skiing? I haven't skied forever. I haven't either. I really want to go. Nice. All right. Next delicious debate. Let's just get into what everybody else is talking about. Our old pal, Daryl. Why? He had a rough night last night. Ah. A couple of costly mistakes, give, uh, especially the one with 19 seconds left. So others were winning on a power play. Rick, what do you think about that? We had the game, by the way. I was not last night. I was watching on my Thank coach. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Darnell Nurse? It was just a game that uh, that just kept compiling on itself. It was, you know, little mistakes here and they just come compiling all fucking game. I mean, that happens to some players. You don't like to see it. I think he's very much in a, a lightning rod right now. So there's a big section of fans that wait for him to make mistakes so they can come out and like finger point and tell you how it should be done and how they're smarter and how they're better and what and whatnot. Um, to me though, it's, it was a bad game. He took full accountability like he should. Uh, I would, I'm not even considering benching the guy. No. Um, that's not how you quote unquote discipline for lack of better word, a player like that. Well, I'm going to jump in on that for a second. I, go say, on. I have a question about it too. I am not one of those people that think Darnell nurse should be benched for a period, a game. That's ridiculous to me. He's the yes. best defenseman on this roster. Yes. However, my problem is I have no problem with parking him for a shift or two. As an example, he wouldn't, if I'm coach Woodcroft, he I'm the most handsome coach in the NHL. Mm -hmm. He's not playing an OT. <laughs> I was surprised when I saw that. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if maybe what the coach is doing at that point, just trying to give him another opportunity to try and bounce back. This is a uh, it's a, a a three player unit that always plays together. Um, yeah, so I think that's where uh, Woodcross mentality came from. I think perhaps agreed. I probably maybe would not have done that, but he just went back to the well. It's like, hey guys, like that's over. Forget about it. You can't fix these mistakes. We're three on three now, or we're four on three, whatever part you want. Or it was three on three when he was out there. Um, it's overtime. This is our go-to line. Get out there and do it. Forget about everything that's happened already. We've got three and a half minutes to win a game three on three here before we get to go shoot out. The short memory thing I agree with, but there's been a history with Woodcroft of like parking a guy like Bouchard on the bench for entire periods. But, but you know, you see a difference between uh, a young guy and Bouchard and, and, and a guy like, but you'll Max, never, right? con uh, of course, but you'll never convince me that you can't park a guy two shifts or for OT after a fuck up that glaring. But I also think it's one of those things where like Rick said, and I like the point you made, that's a three man unit that 
plays together in OT all the time and is very good. And if you just throw someone else out there with like them, Tyson Berry, who had three points last night. Yeah. And maybe you could have just thrown Barry out there for the OT, but I just think of it from this perspective of like, okay, what's your best chance to win in the moment? It's probably with those three on the ice. But like you've got other guys on the, on the, on the roster yeah. that are probably looking at that going like, well, if that was me, I'm parked. Can't you put Nuge out there? But Why can't you put though. Nuge out there? Man, like, when like, he went four forwards to start OT, yeah. that was sick. Yeah, was yeah but that was power play, right? So, yeah. but I mean, with with the with that exact same thing, Bag Milk, you have to look at Connor then from the last game when. Um, I don't think anybody should be above being parked for a shift or two. And that's fair. And then, like I said, I think there's a perhaps a chance, but at that point, it was overtime, three minutes to go. This is our go-to lineup. You already have Kulak going out next. Like you already had, a, he was going out. The very least, I would have started a different Bush. unit. I mean, you're probably not putting out um, uh, uh, Broberg, right? He's not getting a chance. No, probably not. CeCe's most likely not getting a chance. You're running out of guys to play at this point. But why not? But why, not, why not? Because because what does CC can't what did that fast minute of to keep up out what there? did that they minute of Darnell them. Nurse change though? Like I that's, well in that's hindsight sure, but, but like but, if Cody Cece would have got burned, but that's wide. the thing is that 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 minute of no Darnell Nurse does a, a world of good, I think, or because it puts that guy on the bench and it lets him think about it. For a second. You're putting your team at a at a, at a why was it okay for Bouchard to be on the bench for a whole period? I don't think it there's was difference though. I, but there's that's a difference but that's, in a guy a veteran. As, but that's the, the thing as a fan base is you grew up playing hockey like this, and you saw it in your in your own teams growing up. But like I also played for coaches. Like when I'm thinking, I got to the higher level where it didn't matter who you were like a shift or two you're being parked if you fucked up and that's, that's fair but there's and, not the separation that you see in, in the nhl but rick if but he sat like, for the if he sat for three minutes of overtime versus Bouchard sitting for two his, for a is whole going to change his hold mindset on, though hold on let not me his but what about the rest of his teammates that they go he's not above screwing up he's not above being quote-unquote punished for it i think it's only like two or three guys that would but we Think don't know that differently anyways. I'm just thinking about on the human level. If I was looking at here at in this room and Gavin mm. scored a beauty and you fucked up. I don't think that it's fair to treat you guys very differently. It's probably not fair, but the world's not fair. And in a situation like the NHL or any, any top end. Yeah. We're talking about shifts, single shifts being parked, not, long period no, of time. But, you're, but you. you're talking about the single shift being in overtime when but you're trying to go get a win. And if Jay Woodcuff in the moment is like Darnell nurse, it gives us the best chance to win, which he clearly feels. And on any other night, I would agree with him. Nurse out there in OT gives you the best chance to win. I then like, you, you park the discipline. You say, we got to win the game before I try to teach Darnell a lesson. So that, so you guys are, it's fair in what you're saying. And I don't think anybody here is sitting and saying that Patently a unfair, veteran actually, should yeah. sit, but I don't think that, I don't think that they're wrong in saying that a veteran should sit for a whole period or anything like that. But we are talking about two different ways that we're talking about dealing with a guy, right? Bouchard sat for the whole third period and we're talking about sitting nurse for what? Three minutes of overtime. I don't think Bouchard should have sat. I know. I know. But that's, but that you take that part aside and you say that that's the, that's the right answer because it's Woodcroft's answer. Then why isn't Woodcroft's answer also sit? If we're also talking about like, if we're comparing like Evan Bouchard was the team's leading defensive scorer last year. Yeah. I also think there's a side of if Darnell Nurse had two terrible turnovers and the Oilers were on 4-1 in the third, I wouldn't play him in the third. I'd say you're yeah. sitting for the rest yeah. of this game, man, because this is on you. But the context of it being in overtime and you really needing a win here changes it. You I just think it does. I think you need to be like, you know what? 
forget any sort of feelings I have about nurse right now. Like I got to play him cause we need to win. And we just went through a 30 seconds of four on four with two other D men on the ice. Cause Nuge and Yamo were out there with, I think it was Barry Kulak. and Kulak. I think it was Kulak. Bouchard, yeah. Bouchard sitting was for a one goal game. Correct. That was in New York. Yeah. Pretty sure it was one goal at the time. I it think it the, ended up being, more no, than it that wasn't the end. It was a home game against, I can't uh, remember it was, but it was literally the game after he scored against Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's just so strange so, that the argument, like I understand the argument of, okay, you want to win the game and then maybe you take it up after, mm-hmm. but on the count of that too, like Bouchard had just equalized for you with like four seconds left. And then we was the next game of the one after, and then you don't, play him in that same situation. Is it not the same argument in the sense of like, this guy has proven to me already this season in Bouchard that he can perform in big moments and he shows up in this situation to, well, Nurse gets us the result in overtime. And ironically enough, he was on the ice for the the offside goal, right? Like he would have been a defender. So clearly Woodcroft's thinking worked in a a way, Mm -hmm. but also like, I just don't think that's a good message. And I think there was a, it's been weird Right now, too, with the amount of players that didn't play last night mm. very highly. It was and the 3-2 loss to Washington. Sorry, keep going. Was that that? So, yeah, that would have so, been on last Monday then, right? Oh, yeah, because he was made that mistake on the game-winning goal, which wasn't yeah. his fault, which was Tyson Berry's fault. He wasn't benched for it. Like, I'm, it was just the double standards are very frustrating. Uh, but, I, again... Team, but Sorry, Tyler. Just We talk about how Nurse needs this extra help. Well, the coaches need to put trust in other players to help Nurse out in taking minutes away and doing that is playing Broberg an extra couple of shifts and playing Bouchard in these situations because of down the line is going to benefit them massively. And I understand the argument of nurse is a leader and all that kind of stuff. And I get it, but he also had two straight turnovers that cost the team goals directly from his play. I just don't think by playing those guys in, in by playing those guys in overtime that you just said, I think you're putting your team at a, at a big disadvantage yep. and I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to change nurse's look on it. He's not going to sit there on the bench, go, Oh, I fucked up and I don't get to play anymore than he's going. Fuck. Like that dude feels like shit right now, but this and, is a coach and, that and just, just, and piling on. I don't think is really, I, is really I just helpful. don't see parking a guy, a couple of shifts is piling on. I just don't. And neither does man and pro athletes. Like, but it's not going to change his mentality. He's not going to go back and go, oh, fuck, I need to move the puck better because I got benched last time. The only He's real gonna, control. I play because I need to make the play. The only control Woodcroft has in this situation is the ice time. And he's rewarding failure. And but the, the, that ice time at that point in the game, I think was too I also expensive. don't buy that. We'll see what happens next game if he takes a, if you see a, a, a bigger change in minutes starting next game. But, we, but I think overtime is just it's just too valuable to use as a, a teaching time or whatever you want to use as re, to refer that to. Yeah. Is you can use that next game in the first period. Because it's going to, it's way less, uh, it, it costs you way less. I just don't buy that putting Kulak out there instead of Nurse is that big of a drop off. But Kulak and was just out also, there. Also, we're also talking again, we're talking about your guys' feelings versus what Woodcroft has actually done. Right, Woodcroft right. bench Bouchard because he thought that that was a message to get across to him. But you don't he know why. See, but I don't, and, but you, don't you saying that's that. why he did it though. Again, he might have not done it to send a message. He might have just gone, hey, I'm coaching to win this game. Right now, that guy's not giving me yep. a great chance to win this game. He looked at Nurse and still said, that guy still gives me a chance to win the hockey game tonight. Yep. I disagree with it with Bouchard, okay. but like yep. that could also be his thinking, and then yep. it makes sense. Yeah, and then and that, but see, that's where I'm saying is that like I'm okay with the Bouchard benching if he also benches Nurse. 
And I'm not okay with the Bouchard benching if he doesn't bench nurse. So that's where I'm at. The more I think about it, I think the overtime is the biggest factor in all. Yeah. Of so if you're doing so, this so with 10 I mean, minutes sorry. to go in the third, that's for sure. I disagree just because he didn't do it after the fuck up in the first. What wasn't Barry with those two all of the overtimes last season or the year before anyway? Like, I feel like yep. if you, there's other guys, it's not like we have five new players on this. But Barry and Kulak were out on the, no, on the power I, play I, at the end, right? I understand so. that, but I wouldn't, this. I don't know. It's being a dead horse at this point. I guess it's a little, you using more defensemen because you have to use four on four. CC's unplayable in overtime because he doesn't have the foot speed. Broberg's not done it, but also he's, he's got the foot speed probably. Yeah, but he's wrong. And then maybe you believe in Bouchard a little bit more and play him there too. Cause I don't think he got a shift in overtime. I would like to hear from you. If you're listening to this Owen radio podcast on Twitter and Instagram, Jump into the Darnell nurse debate. And I don't want to hear you got to trade him. You know, I don't want to hear yes. park him for a full game. Like it's not happening. Don't be ridiculous. But like in a situation like this, I would love to hear from you. Obviously all of us in the room, we've got different takes on it. Mm-hmm. Me and Dan are kind of more on the, if you're going to like a through Z kind of got to trim the same a little bit. Whereas Tyler, Rick and Liam are a little bit more it's situational mm-hmm. in the middle. Liam's in the middle. <laughs> Gavin, we can't hear from you. You don't have a microphone in front of you. One day. One day, Gavin. One day, Gavin one, <laughs> two months from now, Gavin will make a show debut and he'll be like, so was it offside? <laughs> yeah, it's going to work. It's going to work. But for now, he's in the cuck chair. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about some positives because that was annoying. I don't like when we fight. <laughs> that was a lot of fighting too. You know what? Yes. You know what I think we need to do, boys? Debating is what that was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's we, fun. Yeah. What we need to do, though, we all need to cool it. <sighs> Take a break for an ad. <laughs> cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I want to talk about a little bit of a positive. I want to go back a couple of days before last night's loss to the St. Louis Blues to the game in Nashville, when I assume any of us that are betting Made a good chunk of money because Leon Dreisaitl continues to own the Nashville Predators. And just for me, the weird thing is for our friends at Betway, I was going to do my risky business bets for the game. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I've got Leon Dreisaitl, goal and an assist. I feel good about that one. And I'm like, what's going to be my risky bet play here? And then I go three points. 
And I go, I know Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> is very, very good and that he owns the Nashville Predators. But three points is still a lot in the NHL. This is still the National Hockey League. And then he goes out and puts up five. <laughs> what do you like? I don't know that I've ever seen a player just completely dominate an opponent the way he does with the Predators. Yeah, it's like. I was doing DFO live this week, the day after that one. And Matt Larkin was like, oh, like there's nothing to be said about it. He was like, it's just a random like statistical coincidence that dry saddle has these big games against Nashville. And I was like, nah, man, we are well <laughs> past that point. This yeah. dude owns them. They, they have no solution. And we said on the show leading up to it, I was like, man, it's at the point with the Preds where like they almost need to zero in on dry saddle so hard. And they almost are zeroing in on him so hard that they're just like parading to the box or they're over committing to him and leaving Connor open and then trying to scramble the film mistakes and the dry saddles open again. Like, I think he's just so in their heads. I think both him and McDavid are. It's crazy to think that professional athletes can have one person get between their ears like that to the point where the whole team is almost overcorrecting every almost sort of kind of mistake. And it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's mind boggling. It makes no sense at all. Like it should be a, a bit of an anomaly where, you know, he just put up a bunch of points the last couple of games. That's yeah. crazy. Whatever. But he's, what is this three or four seasons now? In his yeah. last 31 games, Leon Drysdale has 20 goals against the Nashville Predators. <laughs> what was that stat since 2010? Uh, so heading into that game this week, so not even including his most recent dominant performance, he had 21 points in seven games. It was 14 goals, seven assists. <laughs> so now that means in eight games, he's at nine goals and 10 assists. It's just ridiculous. Oh, I or think more if, than that, nine goals. And seven. I think if you've been a fan of a team in the NHL, you've probably like experienced like a team where they just kind of have that over your team all the time. Yeah, for they, sure. They well, the gameplay. Like, I think of like, like the Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Even before this run against the Predators, there was a time when they owned the Oilers. Yep. Yep. But it's the and so it's the whole team. So it's the it's whole team. Like, I get but that your system or so one damn player. I think that that's. I think that what Tyler kind of laid out is is true. It's just that it's that keen in on the one dude, and then everything else just kind of falls apart. And look at Zach Hyman has an absolute hell of a game for for the results because again they're keyed in on the big guys. It is funny because even. Like just to talk about like Hyman, how we got a hat trick, like Tyson Barry had three points last night. It's not even been mentioned once on this yeah. podcast yet. Yeah. There was so many other things. It's funny that's happened back to back games, but with the dry, it's always thing, easier to look at the negatives. That's why. Yeah. No kidding. But yeah, it was that, what was that other stat we had yesterday? Dry saddle has had two five point games this season and McDavid hasn't had any yet. And they've both come against Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I was also that game too. I was also surprised that that was Zach Hyman's first hat trick. 450 was, games it took him to get his first. Well, I was surprised he got three goals without a review. That is also well, true. So yeah, they keep saying on the broadcast, oh, Hyman was cold for the last <laughs> no, 10 games, yeah. didn't well, score. I'm like, he though. scored three times. Pucks were going in. But the question, and I really hope we're not jinxing anything right now because we play them again right away in Nashville in like three or four days. I don't know. Do we? Oh my lord, we do. This is why we couldn't. This is why we couldn't go to Nashville. Yes. I was talking to Jay before the season started. He's like, "Well, they play in Nashville twice in six days, right at Christmas time." So don't think he and it was like on a Tuesday or something. He found his way out there, but he couldn't take the rest of us. How have we played groups. Minnesota all three times? St. Louis all three times. St. Louis all three. And now we're going to play Nashville for a second time in what? Six days. We're going to be done Calgary <laughs> on the road next week, two weeks. Actually. We haven't even touched Anaheim yet. I know it's on Saturday. St. L San Jose forgot they existed. <laughs> they actually there? don't exist anymore. It's <laughs> wild. The Kraken. 
We were, <laughs> never heard of Unbelievable. What show are we talking about that on when it's like oh, oh, dry saddle has like nine points in two games against the Kraken. I don't have a single memory of the Oilers ever playing Seattle. No, I don't think they ever have. I, I think was, maybe the first one, just because I don't remember but outside of that. I'm sure we saw, I'm sure if you watch the pregame, there was some things that you've seen where you watch the pregame for Seahawks game. So they're throwing that big fish around. Oh, maybe uh, they would have showed you the Jersey and the, the dressing room. Cause that was new to us. And that's oh, about it. Not me. I, and they would have had to show us our friend, Adam. There's just a fun, fun tidbit of schedule coming out of the AHL this week. Two teams played each other for the first time in almost 20 years. What? Uh, they had, yeah, because of just different. <laughs> Did one team go away for a Scheduling days? issues. No, it was the, uh, it's the Sits Milwaukee down. Admirals and the Hartford Wolfpack. Oh, so like those are two like, so they're close. Yeah. And so they played, geography. so they took almost, it was 19 years and like a couple of days short of, of How? the 20. They're a fucked up league though. There are yeah. some teams play 72 yeah. games. Some, some teams play, play so we're going to play 56. That's okay. We're going to call that a season. So it's nearest fucked. I could tell it was because some of the game or there was work stoppages. Some of the games that they had played were like during COVID and got canceled or whatever. <laughs> and so it just, yeah, just the way it worked out for 20 years, that they didn't play each other. And then they played each other twice in one week. Yeah, I was going to say, there's like 16 or 14 years of untouched. Yep. Nothing has been affected. How the fuck don't they play there? That is so funny. Like, because so, the NFL does that, doesn't they? Well, like some, you, you yeah, but they don't, they don't, they don't, they only play 17 yeah, games. So there's different. 32 teams. You got to play your or division. Two, you got to play three teams in your division twice, home and away. Then yeah. you play like two other divisions and then two weirdos. So two you weirdos. take like a, in the NFL, you take a one year gap only ever or two? Into what? From certain teams, no, uh, like you probably go through a couple because you, you play your division four. for six games. Oh, right, yeah. There's then four you play right. two different divisions, yeah. all of them, yeah. and then two different weird teams. So you just can randomly see a team for about five years. Yeah, probably yeah. at least. But if you play like one team, like Detroit, say they play the Steelers, you play every team in that division. Usually, there's yeah. two teams that you just play one individual, one individual. So basically, the entire division has the same schedule. Yeah, besides a couple of games. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Hockey. Looking at the schedule, since you guys are talking about it, um, I'm trying to find Zach's article because he wrote about this yesterday, but doesn't it make sense to have more rivalry games in the NHL than just these random ones? No. Did you see that today? They're trying to make it 84 games in the NF- NHL instead of 82. Is that news? Is that breaking that news? That came out this yesterday. This is from yeah. uh, Sportico. So I found it. Oh. So Sportico says the NHL is eyeing a schedule shift Who for more. said this? Sportico. What the hell is Sportico? Uh, just that, a news outlet. Yeah. I am Sportico. Is it like, it's, it's good. It's, it's legit. legit. It's legit. I'm Sportico. <laughs> like, we are all Sportico. Facebook group. <laughs> Um, team owners and executives have recently discussed effort, efforts to create more games between geographic rivals and ultimately generate more money. Uh, I love how we go through a cycle of about six different types of schedules. This is the one from 2006 when we ended up playing Minnesota nine and times Colorado. We used to play our division eight teams. times. Yep, wasn't that, we've yeah, we've, we've that done this. Times that was too many. <laughs> we've seen this movie before. We're just going to keep yeah, up this. until we, up until we had to play Ottawa eight times. And that was just right. <laughs> That was interesting in the all Canadian division where we're like, you know what? These series aren't so bad. And then now it's like, fuck, we played Minnesota three times in nine days. Yeah, like, we, we'd play the senators six times in two weeks and be like, sick. <laughs> it's like the playoffs in February. This is great. Um, Tyler, you said no, idea. though. You don't like the. Okay, hold on. Because Bag Milk and I think we, we brought this something out in the office here. That what happens if those two games are coming out of the preseason schedule? No, I still don't like it. Why? 
So there are good teams and there are bad teams. So what you're going to do is by this idea that's come up of like pick their geographical rival and give them an extra two games against them on the schedule. Who gets Arizona? That's kind of bullshit. If you just get to play like the dog water team twice in Seattle, Vegas would if they want the teams we don't even know. So how mad would you be if the Oilers are coming down a tough playoff race against the LA Kings and they've got like one of them's going to make it and LA goes, ha ha. Our two last games are against the Ducks and the Oilers are like, shit, we're playing the Pacific Division leading Flames. It creates an imbalance in the schedule that's just not worth having to deal with. But like, you only like, put yourself in that what? position if you're not winning your games exactly. before that. So it doesn't matter you if you're playing beat, one game season or 84 game. You didn't beat the Ducks in two of the four games. And so that's why the Kings have that. Okay, but the Kings get six games against the Ducks. Yeah. Right, but like, but, but you're in. I guess you're in the same. Division. Also, I take umbrage with you saying uh, Pacific Division leading Calgary. I know, but you know what I mean. In a or like Kayla. So, <laughs> so the solution. Are they? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Where are they? They are not in a playoff spot. Thank you. The hmm. solution for me for that Tyler is to just say that you have to be consistent with it. If you put this system in, it has to stay like this for 10 years. We can't keep changing the system. I say change you're right. Every year. Because, because then you start to have the Pacific Division right now where we're we're in a lull, but. Five years ago, if you had this Pacific Division, it would be running the team, running the league. Because but they do the that. And those, and those that teams. happens anyways. They but that's, all just but that's what Tyler's talking about. I just think it's like, again, if you were to do it, if, here's a way I would look into doing it. Throw an extra seven games on the schedule and you play every team in your division one more time. Yeah, sure. Then, well, that's at least fair <laughs> in the sense that hundred. you're not going to have these games where like, oh my God, this middle of the pack team has to play the division leader twice because they happen to be in the same time zone. This middle of the division team plays X with three wins. They don't know going to be where. I mean, there's obviously there's a, bit of a, there's a bit of a guess. And I think it cheapens your playoffs. I, they should, are you thinking that they should redraw the divisions? I would just have I two know. conferences personally. I would too. And then you would just do the divisions within it, but the divisions wouldn't just matter much. as much. Like, like, like how they used to do. One through eight? Yeah, so you see, do, and they went and they were doing one three and they tried to change it up to go back to like the 80 style with the smite division, whatever. Because yeah. you saw Oilers and Flames, you saw these teams, you saw these rivals have to play each other in the playoffs, which was great. Everybody loved it, but nobody back then was complaining about the fact that you were playing your <laughs> toughest matchup in, say, the first round as opposed to two and three, where it should be in a perfect world, you know, a three out of 10, a six out of 10, a nine out of 10 in difficulty as you get through the playoffs. But can I also add to this? It's like, oh, the, I saw the one exec, anonymous executive. Oh, if, if you just did Flames Oilers, 10 times a year, everyone would sell out. The Oilers almost sold out There's last night against anyways. the freaking blues in December. It was minus 25. Like, yeah, I mean, Lord. I don't know. That's wow. obviously not going to, that's not obviously not going to affect a market like us. I don't know if it has an effect on a market, say Florida or someone who doesn't go out a lot. If they get their rival in there, they're going to go out. They're going to show up a little more. I don't know if that's going to make the fans go out into Ottawa and, you know, show up for playoff games like that. I don't know, but maybe, I mean, that's, that's what they're looking for is trying to bring the I, bottom end up to the top end. I, I, I wonder a- if playing your rival too many times in those other districts too much of a good place thing. it. Like, what if Florida, like Florida fans are like, oh, well, I've already seen us play Tampa Bay three times this year. So you remember. I don't want to go to the fourth. So you like, remember when happen, they changed right? away from that schedule mm. then? Because that's exactly what they said is that, well, we're just seeing too many of the same matchups and then we're not getting them in the playoffs. So then they changed it so that we were then forced to have collisions in the playoffs because the divisions but have to line like up that, against so each other. we got to change it again, it, like, which would honestly, be cool. So we're just, don't like that. We're just in 2006 NHL schedule. It's but going this is, to just keep changing. But this is cyclical. So I honestly think this is a bit of a good thing by the NHL because I think they're trying to react to what the fans want, to what they think is best and it may not always work, but this is kind of what happens when you swing your bat. Sometimes you hit the ball. Sometimes you don't. So I actually give them a credit for this here. 
but yeah, you, you do, you do end up, it's cool for a bit. Then someone's like, this is why it sucks. And everyone's like, oh, that's why it sucks. So we change it back. And this is cool for a bit till someone says it sucks because of that. And then and it's I crazy. It's also very cut and dry. Sorry, Liam, in a market like Edmonton. No, fair. <laughs> it's very easy here to be like Edmonton, Calgary. Great. But then like somewhere it gets messed up. So, okay. LA and Anaheim. Great. Who does San Jose play? Well, yeah, I don't like, I don't like the <laughs> geographical part of this term because I don't think, um, that's necessarily a big part of it. The, 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 the distance between the cities. I just think it's a, it's a general uh, rivalry and you could have them like fucking one side of the country to the other. But we're talking about this as fans then, of the game. Yeah. Also the big missing part of this conversation is that do you think the billionaire owners of the hockey team give a fuck if you think the playoffs are cheapened? No. If they, they will, make- because it could be preventing them from getting playoff revenue if their team misses. If maybe, yeah, but sure. I just that argument is I get where you're coming from, but it's just, it's so easy to bring it down because they go, well, you should have won that fucking game against Arizona in December. The schedule is even right now for the most part, and it's even what, every year. You, and you're making think it it's uneven even now. But what happens in our last? Well, I don't even know who our last two games are against. Is there a, a, our last two games? Is there somebody we're going to go up against who's going to have two easy games right now? I actually, but then it doesn't matter in that sense because you can directly look to. Okay, if LA had Anaheim the last two games of the year in this schedule, they'd be like, all right, Edmonton had four chances to beat them earlier. But in the I'm year. not necessarily putting these two rivalry games as the last two in the year. I'm just adding them in the middle <laughs> and letting things filter out. So maybe you still Sorry, get a fucking. But I know, but at the ass. end of the year, you would be sitting there looking at the standings, being like, boy, if Edmonton got to play Anaheim two more times instead of having to play Calgary two more times, maybe this is. Like, I just, we I think you're the, adding but, such but a no, weird, we, unbalanced no, layer to it. No, we heard that in fucking in, in in when Canada played their own teams. Like, the Oilers are only in it because they had to fucking play Ottawa all these damn times. And then we sat here and went, well, that's not true at all. Ottawa's out there beating fucking Calgary and Toronto. And so it's, exactly because we were. Just competing get no i didn't not at all if anything you helped me make it i actually think that because I'm, I'm shifting to tyler's because every team in the canadian division got to play ottawa as much as edmonton did. yeah but the teams from the u.s are like well it was much harder because we didn't get to play ottawa okay but they didn't have to compete against the oilers for a playoff spot i assume so who gives a shit well technically you do you're in the same race if you're in the same division no or not in the, the canadian conference. division well no and i'm talking about and when it's not in the canadian division uh, but you just way, said that's last, what kills my argument. The last the, handful you of games you have see the same arguments on there. We've what? got two against the Ducks and two against the Sharks to end off the season. So, Rick, are you of the same mindset that I am that this is adding games against multiple division rivals, or is this just one rival? It's because a rival. I don't care if it's your fucking division or or not. It's so two I extra thought games to me, and I don't think you put them on the end. So your schedule is just going to be the same. I thought they were shifting the schedules around to make them again more more conference based, but now I'm picking up from this conversation that it is just going to literally be extra games against another team. I, well, it depends on like, I don't know if it's going to be like, it's good. If it's the way the report goes, it's supposed to be your quote unquote rivals. Yeah, right. And, but crazy. I mean, plural or not. Your, well, that's what I mean. Like, is it two games against Calgary if, for us? Is it game against Calgary games against are, Toronto or Dallas arrivals. or Vancouver and Calgary? But our Vancouver arrival. Oh, like, no, that's the thing. Like, I feel like yeah. these rivalries. What's, what's like, your what? rival? What's the fight? I think the, the Flames are the only legit rival the Oilers have right now. Because everything else comes and goes. Everything, yeah, it's got to be like an But again, like thing. if you're Daryl Cates and you see three games against the Flames that were wrapped by December, he wants more of them in, in season. Because you need to hit your fucking quarterlies because yeah. this is a business. But are you not pissed that you're only playing the play? Like, I feel like this is because the NHL schedule sucks right now for rival games. Just give us right. four games against the Flames. 
Surely, but I think there's a, I think there's a reason why it was three, and I know it's going to be a silly, stupid ass reason, but there was a reason why. I'm sure there's these other teams in our division. We only play three times. Every team in the division should play each team the same amount of times, which is kind of your argument, right? So there's no need to add extra games to end the season. So we play Calgary two more times. Just take away one of the shitty games against Minnesota or whoever it is, and just play Minnesota or teams out of your division twice. Or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm okay play, with going to that because we used to be games more sure. often. It used sure. to be That's like, yeah, home and away with everybody. Yeah. I everybody mean, in the league out of home and away. And then you have X amount of games against teams in your own division. And that's the way I think it should go. That's what I thought we were talking about here. But apparently. Well, that's what I wanted. I, yeah. It's just got to be balanced within your division. Yeah, yes. So it's fair across the league. That's I just exactly. don't agree with this whole like, ah, oh, we play the Ducks twice. You play them six times. You play them once and you're in our division. But you also play LA five times. Like you should play the teams, your division, the same amount of time. So it's even yes. and balanced. And the 82 games is fair, but we don't do that right now. Do we? No, not quite. Because Seattle fucked it up. Okay, we used to, to go even. Seattle. Everyone's so excited to add these guys to the Thanks, damn Mac league. Lamore. No kidding. Everyone's yep. so excited to add them to the league and look what they're fucking doing. They're creating mm-hmm. an argument in this room. Macklemore hasn't dropped a good album in decades or ever. <laughs> ever. I can't even see Macklemore once. <laughs> I don't care what your oh, thoughts wait. are about music. Liam has a good one-off story. Go ahead. Did I ever tell you about so the time? Macklemore, sure. With Ryan Lewis and the guy who sang um, the big one he had. Not oh, the thrift yeah. shop. Thrift shop? Not the other one. Um, Downtown? Or the other one. Da, da, That's da, Ryan Lewis. Da, <laughs> can't hold us. Did you get that off the little beat I did? Yeah. Yep. And uh, he was there too. I just thought that was funny. It's like, man, this guy kind of have much else going on. If he, he'd even open, he just did that one song. I want to know. I want to know. Like, first of all, we definitely talked about the concert before. I don't know if we went that in depth. I just want to know if it was on recording before. Does anyone listen to this? I want to know if they heard that story before. Yeah, actually. Because I remember because he's Macklemore, but he couldn't remember Ryan Luce's name. And it took a minute to try and figure that out. And I feel like this is deja vu because he was sitting like right there, maybe right there. I am just rinse and repeat. (laughs) What was the segment name again, Dan? Did I ever tell you about the time? (laughs) Liam. I like your signature segment. Have I ever told you? No, is it? have, Have I ever? told you the story there it is <laughs> do you, you want to hear with liam you want to hear the story yeah. do you got another quick one for us no no i've done my head. all right we'll my heart and cold performer well, I, build this up again I that in the box over here well now we have a build-up because you've also brought props into the studio for this hot and cold <laughs> didn't, performance didn't know it became show and tell here but here we go <laughs> i'm not even sat in front of the camera all right <laughs> i'll record you <laughs> like i'm a proud parent at your christmas <laughs> uh for our friends at Soho, it is time for, or uh, yeah, time for a little bit of Ask the Idiots. I've got uh, three questions coming in. Soho YEG is the website you need to go to. They got some game day specials for you. They have got everything you could possibly need. And as you're going to hear me say every single week, their pizza is sensational. Got it? Good. First question for Ask the Idiots. I'm going, I'm looking at Dan, so I'm going to start with you. While watching the game against the Predators, the Predators were icing the puck a lot. Why not have a delay of game penalty if a team keeps icing the puck at least two consecutive times? Would that not add more goals to fuck? Would that not add more goals to the game if they can still ice the puck a second time, but the defensive team will have to skate it out of their zone and not draw a delay of game penalty? And if penalized for being consecutive icing, the defensive team can't change. Basically, should you get a delay of game penalty if you keep ripping the puck down the ice? No, there is a, there is a penalty to that, and it's called you can't get off the ice, and you have to keep 
skating around and juicing yourself out. And the other team can make line changes every single time. So that is a strategy and it is a thing that the predators were able to do against us, but the punishment has already been created. And that is you have to stay on the ice. Rick, would you have some kind of delay of game if a team just keeps ripping it down? No, it's too big of a change. There's no point in it. If today's episode has taught me anything is that we need less confusing rules <laughs> and not more confusing rules. I, I'm, uh, you know what? I'll back you on that one. I'll say no. Liam? I'm also a no. <laughs> Question number two, ask the idiots for our friends at Soho. Go check them out on social at Soho Y-E-G. If you can pick either, this is your dream scenario. Don't necessarily worry about the money or what's going out. Just your dream scenario. You get to pick one. You get a fully healthy, chi- uh, fully oh, healthy chicken, Klingberg, Susie, or Mayfield. Rick. So I said it again. You get a fully healthy. Yep. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's feeling good. Chikrin. They come in at the top of their game. And who are the options? Chikrin, Klingberg, Susie, Mayfield. And this team right now. Yep. Based on what we need right now. Mm-hmm. The answer is Susie. Tyler. Oh, Chikrin's the best. So if we're not factoring in any sort of acquisition cost or expected acquisition cost, it's Chikrin. Liam? If we're factoring an acquisition cost, it's Susie. Liam? Chikrin. Because he's a righty, right? No. Lefty. Yeah, Chikrin. Either <laughs> way, it doesn't matter. Dan? Boring, but Chikrin. I'm going to say Susie just because, just to be a little bit different, he's, is he not more just He's more on the defensive, defensive side of what we yes. actually need Chikrin? as opposed to but. another, and I know I'm not trying to make it sound like a bad thing, but another puck mover. Um, we kind of have that already. I think we need yeah, to add we need into the areas we need. And that's why Susie is the, the answer. advantage for me with the addition of Chitrin is that everybody slides down yeah. on that left yes, side. That is true. Too. That that is and that's true. why I like Balance. it. Yeah. But you still have Barry out there yep. playing the same amount Agreed. of minutes. But and that would be a- now with Kulak, who is the Barry whisperer and then Bouchard's playing with Chikrin in a very good puck moving duo that you can start in the offensive zone and they can take heavier minutes off of the top guys. We hope. This is an interesting question. Our last one for Asi. It's again, if you want to participate in this, just slide on into my DMs. Twitter, Instagram, don't matter. The boys haven't seen these yet. Uh, Tyler, this is an interesting one. What is one thing from behind the scenes at Nation HQ that us folks just wouldn't know? Um, <laughs> that our bromance is more than a shtick. Wow. That was lovely. Thank you. <laughs> wow. That's actually really well said. Uh. <laughs> Liam, what's one thing at Nation HQ behind the scenes that the that uh, Nation citizens just wouldn't know? <laughs> can I come? Can you come back to me? Sure. Can Dan, I, think? I think you're the first one to ever pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that uh, the office is far more like there's there's far more personalities in this office than anybody could ever imagine. I think like I think that people think it's just like this bro down culture or whatever. We have just such a vast array of people here. And, and by that, you mean like ways of thinking? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Everything. Absolutely. Love it. Just well, to tack onto that. This is not my answer, but I would just say behind the scenes, just first glance. I bet if you walked into this office and you have no idea, there's a lot more people here than you'd probably expect. Okay. You guys are seriously stealing mine. Here. <laughs> right, I, tried, right. I tried to direct yours back Sorry, just yeah. the way of thinking. <laughs> and he's like, nah, you know what? I'm going to come and take the whole damn thing. Uh, but it's definitely one thing that I've noticed. I'm obviously here at the least of everybody here a couple times a week for a hour or so and yeah there's just more faces and people involved in the whole production of everything than anybody would realize and i'm here often there's still yeah it's still crazy to me i i'll i'll piggyback on that too and be like sometimes when i'll chat with people about like what i do for work they'll be like so like how do you guys make money and i'll be like oh well like we are a legitimate business like we're not like (laughs) just fucking around in here like there's a bit of a process to what we're doing 
Slight method. I really don't know. They just give me a microphone and tell me to start yelling. Have you arrived at an answer? Can you repeat the question? Oh, my Lord. No, Use I it think, in a sentence. I yeah. think I have an answer. I just want to hear the Gavin, question. Gavin, do you want to give us your answer instead? <laughs> That'll be his What answer. is one thing from behind the scenes at Nation HQ that us regular citizens just wouldn't know? <laughs> I don't know if I should even say this, but watching Waz work is very funny. I just, like, <laughs> he just makes me laugh so much. I enjoy it. That was a very personal, very like narrow day, scope on this one here. Kennedy, now he's standing at the door waving at us. Kennedy and Maddie were having yeah, a conversation. That's, actually, we, that's normal. And Waz just stood up from his chair, <laughs> stood directly between the two of them whilst they were talking and just didn't move the whole time. And it just really cracked me up. And I, it, just you, makes, it just makes me laugh. He makes it, this office. He's, just, He's the TikTok whiz kid, and you don't want to, like, <laughs> no. you know? You can't, you can't stifle the creativity. No. You can't question that creativity. just makes no. me laugh. He's That's funny. how the universe beams. He works beams. Very, very hard. He's always doing random Something. stuff. He's That's good. just how the universe beams ideas into his brain. You know, he's got to be standing <laughs> there at full Like he's getting abducted by an alien. It's, <laughs> it's just like he's taking some kind of over-air update. Uh, my answer for this question would probably be that if you see somebody on camera, or you know somebody does one specific thing, like as an example, maybe you watched Liam and Tyler on Oilers Nation every day today, or maybe you saw, you know, that Dan run, runs hockey fights. My answer would be that those folks generally do a whole lot more than just that. There's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes in terms of just like Tyler said, actually running a business than I think most people expect. And everybody in this room wears multiple hats. And I think most people probably wouldn't expect that. That's fair. That's a fair point. And we, we love, love each small other. business. Sorry. And we all and we love each other. Love each other. Well, I also recently started playing movies in the office. That's something most people won't see. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a holiday thing, right? That is true. And yesterday was not even a movie. Was it not? Was it not just fucking oh, Nick Offerman staring at everybody <laughs> for 10 hours? <laughs> so was it on was it on like pause or is this like the uh the log the log uh yeah, it's the new yule log just yeah, moved and he just sits there. yeah i didn't put it on don't look at me i wonder how long like how long do you think the loops are like how think, long did he sit there for i think that most good fireplace loops are like two or three hours and then they just fireplace is one yeah. thing fine you just set it and camera on and fucking walk away come back this is one dude sitting there in front of the yeah, camera like but it's it's Ron uh, it's Ron from Ron, Ron Swanson yeah, I get it like it's just him did so did he sit there for two hours yeah I think awesome. so that's incredible that just reminds me now of during the pandemic we're all working from home I was filming on Instagram live the Yule log thing I don't know why I was doing this <laughs> one of my stupid ideas and I actually saw the loop renew and I got so excited it's the old DVD in the corner of the TV yep mm. yep sometimes you just gotta sit there and wait. Some of those, some of those Yule logs use fun fact. They use the sound of keyboards clicking as their fire uh, sound because mm. they can't quite mic up a fire easily. Does anybody else have anything from behind the scenes to take people <laughs> behind the curtain? <laughs> Can you hear the rattling of the uh, fire, fire yeah, crackling? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Puts the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Tyler's got a little ASMR. What does it stand for? I've always wondered. <laughs> I actually know that I've been told this ASMR meaning <laughs> one second. <laughs> Autonomous sensory meridian response. <laughs> Yeah. Well, next time time you listen to a Yule log, you're going to say, Dan was right. That is a keyboard. (laughs) And he is more than hockeyfights.com, isn't he? (laughs) Autonomous sensory meridian response. There you go. There you go. Yeah, but folks. Any other behind 
No, Tyler. No. <laughs> Bad, Tyler. Some of these behind the scenes things, they need to come find out for themselves. Yes. One chat. Well, I think Vegas is sold out. But Vegas is yeah. sold out, but you know what's not sold out? Toronto. Toronto. Brought to you by AMA Travel. We are going to pew, Toronto pew, pew, pew. in March, and there's still space on this trip. Head on over to nationgear.ca. All the details are there. Of course, our friends at AMA Travel are the reason that we're traveling to Toronto. And this is a bougie trip. We're in a box. We're in a nice hotel in and out of Toronto. Going to see a big 4-2 win. Come on. We're staying at the Royal tie. York Hotel. Mm. Right next to the arena. Suit and ties or what? I'm wearing tux. Oh, I think hello. tux and top be, hat. I think <laughs> we're going to be closer than the Oilers are to the arena. Yep. I'm actually just going to wear one of those shirts that has a tuxedo. No, I dig it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, in. it shows like I'm casual, but I'm also here to party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. that line is. I just like it because you're going to wear that the whole way through, like too bad. When he gets up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I dig it. Shower yeah, with it on, walk around wet. Tux. Oh, you got to clean it up. Top hat and a monocle. How <laughs> doesn't pack for our work trips. He just <laughs> comes in what he wears. Stays there you go. The Ask the idiots for our friends at Soho. Go check them out at SohoYEG.com. More importantly, get on down. 11454 Jasper Avenue. Go grab yourself some Zop. <laughs> I think I'm going to go on Saturday. <laughs> All right. I'll get Before the Oilers on you. <laughs> it's, a good after, it's a good after game meal. I've or never had it pre or during I've never the game. Had it pre, These are but a serious it's, sponsor, right? We can't be saying go after the game, but not before the game. No, I just feel like it's, it, it, it works so well with the, once you get the booze in you, that's really a, a nice spot to get to. You get to the chopsticks, you get a nice hot box. Chopsticks? Yeah. yeah. At Soho? Pizza. Oh, I thought you said Oodle Noodle. Also a sponsor. Oh. In this yeah, case, yeah. we're talking Soho. We're talking Soho. That's fair. It's Soho is great for before, during, and after the game. I recommend, Liam, in fact, you go to Soho pre and post game. Two pizzas, one day. Just my rubber arm. Those are big pizzas. Yeah, I want to see that. And they yep. always have game day specials going on. All right, $8 real- for a pint and a slice and half price wings every other's game day with the, with the game on their big 100-inch screen. I just yeah. triggered Tyler with a code word. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tom just rattled off an ad read. Like, coming out. My whole life's an ad read. But just real quick before we finish off the podcast with Hot and Cold Performers, just we got the Anaheim Ducks tomorrow. Is this one of those games where the Oilers have to beat the brakes off of them like they did to the Arizona Coyotes? Yes. Yes. I don't think they have to, but I think they will. They have two regulation wins this season. Oh, they season. picked up another one. They, they beat, beat the Habs. They beat the Habs. Also five five dying fan base. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I think they need to come out and just play a strong team game, regardless of the score. You got need the win. But I'd rather see them like lock them down to 17 shots and win three, one of the empty netter. I really don't care about the score being run up. I want to see them come and play a fucking strong five man game uh, for our friends at Betway. I've got some money to win back after last night. So yeah. I need them to have a big day tomorrow. And we got bills, dolphins to bet on Saturday night. So yeah, I think buddy. we got to juice up the account with an Oilers win. That's fair. That's yeah. a big game. <laughs> Hot Flat and cold performers time, everybody. Let's start with our veggies, Dan. <laughs> I got really quiet. There you go. Everybody's been waiting. You're a cold performer of the week, sir. I'm just trying to get her name up here. Uh, everybody was talking about her across Canada. Uh, it's the, oh, my girl, Jackie. I don't remember her Jackie, last name. Jackie, the young lady who moved from Mississauga to the, which she calls, apparently it's a 10 out of 10 city. Uh, Mississauga, also Toronto, basically, and, if you yeah. live in Pickering and say you live in Ontario. Or in and Edmonton, which it turns out she didn't sit, live in Leduc. She lived in Windermere. But she called Edmonton a six out of ten this morning. So she, she gets more. Hot so, performer of the week. So then why was she Cold saying she lived in Leduc in that article? Because didn't people? Oh, actually, I didn't. Read because that. nobody reads the article. I read the article. Said. Nobody read it. I read the article. She she's, said she lived in Leduc. She's a strong victim. <laughs> she's a strong victim type. I literally did twenty minutes on Better Late Than Never where I read the entire article. She lived in Leduc. She was walking around Leduc asking people for hookah bars. And we also have more Cactus Clubs per capita than Toronto does. 
Also, that was another thing there with that, with her, like she wanted to live a sex in the city lifestyle, but she's like, I go to cactus club every day after work. I'm like, really? Yikes. Okay. Oh, get cold. Rick, your cold performer of the week. I, you know what? It's got to go because of last night and it's that rule book fucking fiasco. So it just goes to the NHL and the way they handle their PR business without that, the Batman interview. I just think they make a, make a real big ass of themselves when they get on fucking get a microphone from them. Tyler, call performer of the week. Let's get our veggies down. I know the police are looking, but they haven't found anyone. Whoever keeps putting rum in bag milk's cup, we will find you. Ooh. It's really annoying. Yeah. I go to pour myself a nice glass of Coke and some fresh cubes in there, and some some bitch just pours like three, four, five ounces of rum yeah. in there. Bailey's got in there on the weekend. Ah. Like OJ know. looking for the killer, we will find you. <laughs> Eventually, we'll find you. He doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to go in his will, kitchen anymore. Bag bag we'll find do you. I don't know what's going on with this. I got a real situation in my house. Liam, you're cold farm of the week. Creativity. I recently watched a Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> what? I'm not even pushing buttons. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, yeah. um, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. And Lord of the Rings is very good. It's very visual. Like, you know, it's real. It's not real, but it's good. And then I watched The it's Hobbit. Not real. And there's just too much CGI in that movie. And it just wasn't for me. So, movie creativity. Are you thrilled? I'm not. <laughs> He's not. Also, my hot take, Lord of the Rings sucks ass. Why? Because I don't care about <laughs> wizards and hobbits and shit. Oh, I just don't, that's not my So thing. long. You heard me, Waz. Slow and boring. You heard me, Waz. As well not again. a mic. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> my cold performer of the week is, hmm, let me think here. Let me think. Give it to my microphone arm for falling off the desk. Oh <laughs> my, I swear, like, oh, just, we're not getting into it with the mic arms, actually. I mean, you know how much, you know. Are I you going to stand up for them? Yes. Oh yeah, so you just don't touch mine. I'm holding mine right now, Tyler. Just don't I touch it. I think it's because he fiddled with it. It I had, oh, it I had to move. Too. Yeah. I fiddle as well. So Dan knows I don't like, like this. Well, you're allowed so to. You've got hands free. Yeah, Dan's <laughs> mic arm gets my cold from the week. No, God! <laughs> No, God, please, just no. Take a screenshot no. like this, Tyler. No. Holding it. Oh. No. Holding it. There we go. Like, no, God. <laughs> when, I, when I grew up, you're taught as a kid to keep your hands in your lap. That was it. It's a tough time when I grew up. Idle hands yeah, are the devil's playground. Can't do it here. Can't do it. ADHD. That's what the phone's for. Uh, Liam, let's finish off with some positive news. What is your... Or should we leave Liam last? Yeah, leave him yeah, last. Yeah, Don't even let him do it. Make Gavin do his no. for him. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave Liam last. We're going to do the same order. Dan, your hot performer of the week. My hot performer of the week is going to go to one Clem Costin for his uh, banter oh. back and forth with Jim Matheson last yesterday. It was a lot of fun to see. I like seeing these guys be able to have some fun with the uh, the news clippings back and forth. So Clem Costin, you get my hot performer of the week. He's a hot guy. Rick, your hot performer of the week. We're going to stay on the ice, and I think there's one guy to give it to right now. It's number 18, Zach Hyman. The man's been on mm. fire lately. He had a rough go there in November with a bunch of uh, called back goals, but he's on fire right now. It's getting hot in here. Tyler, hot performer of the week. Actually going to take two. Building off Dan's, I liked seeing Connor McDavid come out after the game last night, show his personality, and really say how he felt instead of just being like, oh. That was Connor 15 out of 10 match. Yeah, <laughs> instead of him just coming out though and being like, On camera. Oh man, like, you know, one call can't make the game, blah, blah, blah. He came out and was like pissed, and his voice has the ability to affect change in the league, so I'm happy he's using it for that. 
boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Second hot performer to uh, a young gentleman by the name of Reed Schaefer. You may know him as Ginger Beef. Joined me for an interview today. It'll run Monday on Oilers Nation every day. It was very good. And I asked him, does he like the nickname Ginger Beef? All those and that answer and more coming on Oilers Nation every day Monday. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm fly. You ain't because you're not. Tyler with a hot teaser there. My hot performer of the week is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. My guy just remains red hot and it just really makes me happy. The guy's had a couple of down years, a little bit last year. He only scored 13 goals. He's already got more than that. And I'm just pumped for him. I just really am. Feeling hot, hot, hot. Feeling hot, hot, hot. And with that, we're done. All right. Uh, Let's get to Liam's hot performer of the week. He brought in a prop. It is in a box. We're not on camera. Ready to go. As you guys know, I had a difficult weekend. Yes. England got knocked out of the World Cup. I apologize. That's okay. Thank you. Yep. And I was at a family fondue for my girlfriend's family. Mm -hmm. And on Sunday, we gave (laughs) presents. How was the fondue? It was awesome. It was the, it ate away the pain. And I got a gift from Uncle Tim and Auntie Tammy. So right. they're my hot performer. Hold on. Shout so you do Uncle know Tim. what's in there, right? Yes, you're not You're just showing us. I'm just showing you guys. So yeah. let's see if I can do this. Who got you this again, Liam? I, I think Uncle, it's Uncle. Uncle Tim. Not my uncle. And Aunt. Tammy. Tammy. So this is. A mini World Cup trophy. No. That would kind of be a slap. It would have been. Well, I mean, they would have bought it before, and then yeah. It's it's England's World Cup trophy. Da, da, da. The Queen bobblehead. Ah. <laughs> Pour it on. Wow. There, is, <laughs> there is no chance I was guessing that. <laughs> She's alive oh, and well. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's really is, impressive too. This is it's a very nice bobblehead. It is a lot of. <laughs> I'll put it in front of the camera. So okay, so what we need to do is come show it to me. As you can see, there's a lot of detail in the Your queen. spot's right here, Liam. Great work. Dress. Yep. Come on, Liam. And Come sit down. I don't know if my... Reach. Need you, but let's put her down. Well, let's just put her right here. You can use yeah, my... Right I have the arm right here, Liam. Wait, I don't know if you're... I on. got this one. And then I'll tuck in. Yep, and we're the queen good. will be right. Ty, can we just get rid of the audition so we can see? <laughs> there's the queen. <laughs> right here. Oh, right behind your shoulder. All right. Right this under my I'm The king and queen back together. McDavid and Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Uncle Tim Auntie and Tammy. Auntie Tammy. Wow. Oh, thank you guys all for riding through this because that was a disaster. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.